The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The Broncos Blitz Podcast. News and analysis to help you be a better Broncos fan. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast going to bring on the managing editor of Mile High Sports Magazine celebrating their 200th issue. And we're also going to chat about, well, this Denver Broncos team and a column that he wrote, Drew or Shoe? Should Drew Locke or Pat Shermer shoulder the blame for the Broncos' woes? On offense, we'll get to that today on the podcast. Of course, I want to remind you that the podcast is a daily podcast at MileHighSports.com. You can download it and take it on the go. Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and MileHighSports.com. And again, you can follow on Twitter, the Broncos Blitz Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook, as we bring on Doug Ottawa, managing editor of MileHighSports.com. Doug, we recently had Drew Locke on the cover, um, dressed as Buzz Lightyear. Yes. Um, and you had an interesting article on MileHighSports.com. Uh, should Buzz Lightyear... Drew Locke, or Pat Shermer, shoulder the blame for the Broncos' offense. Recently, of course, in their loss to Atlanta, um, very much the same theme as the Los Angeles game. The only difference is that, well, the deficit was a little bit too much to overcome in the Atlanta game. Three quarters of terrible offense, fourth quarter all of a sudden, maybe the defense playing a little bit soft, a little prevent action, and the Broncos then can finally start to move the football but obviously, I think, you know, people look at the majority and the overall look of the game. It's easy to look at the box score and say, oh, man, you know, Drew Locke threw for 300 yards and all this and that, right. yada, yada, yada. The offense wasn't good. The offense no. wasn't good at all. I, I think it really boils down to a tale of two halves. I mean, you've got the first half offense that's utterly unwatchable. And then you have the second half offense, which you mentioned. I mean, the box score numbers, if you just look at that, Without any context, you look at it and say, not a bad game from Drew Locke, especially this last one. Um, but I think you have to be able to look at both halves and say, well, not necessarily say, but ask the question, why? Why are they so bad in the first half and so, I don't want to say good, but they've they've got production in the second half. They, they've made mistakes and they obviously haven't, you know, one games and I could you could even lump the Kansas City game and you, I don't think people expect them to win the Kansas City game but you know, it's kind of a similar thing I mean they can't do anything in the first half in the second half they a little looser a little better but it, it and it, it goes back to kind of the way you started is this a Drew Lock question or is it a Pat Shermer question and the reality is it's a both I don't think that there's a black or white all or none kind of answer to this but I think you do need to look and say, why is there such a discrepancy in the first half and the second half? And that that's kind of what I was trying to explore with that article. Now, can I bring this up? Because, look, uh, there's a lot of people who are not happy with Drew Locke. Certainly, no doubt. But I also want to notate that I, I always felt, and maybe this was because we were trained through the Shanahan years, right? The first 15 plays scripted, this and that, you know, yada, yada, yada. And the offense should run at least, I, I wouldn't 
say that you should expect productivity, because I don't think you should expect anything in the NFL, but you should at least expect an offense that knows where they're going, maybe plays a little bit faster. You hear that term a lot. They play faster because they, they know what's coming. They kind of have a sense, of, a little bit more of a feel of what they should see right out of the gate. Right. And yet that's a complete opposite. So could we say that maybe Pat Shermer should shoulder a little bit of this? Because isn't that kind of his baby, right? Like out of the gate in, the, in a football game where the offense should look a little bit more, um, well, I'll say just better than nine plays for 19 yards in like yeah. the Chargers game. I mean, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a huge oversimplification, but the statement could be made that when the game plan is thrown out the window, Drew Locke becomes a player. Yeah. And that's that's really the way that it looks, whether you're looking at numbers, whether you're looking at the eye test, whether you're just you've seen enough football, especially here in Denver. When the game plan, when the game gets out of hand, the game plan goes out the window. It's sort of that everybody has a plan until you punch the mouth kind of thing. Well, when the Broncos get punched in the mouth and they throw out what I believe and what I think a lot of people believe is Pat Shermer's game plan. Drew Locke all of a sudden becomes pretty darn good. They just kind of unleash him, and all of a sudden he looks totally different. Yeah, and, and I, I read a thing this week. I can't take credit for this, um, but the comparison was made to the Buffalo Bills of the 90s and Jim Kelly and Marv Levy. Well, Marv Levy noticed at some point early on in Jim Kelly's career, and that also included a guy named Thurman Thomas, um, He's pretty good. Some Hall of Fame, you know, type players on the outside with Andre Reed. They had talent all over. Um, Jim or Marv Levy rather noticed that when they ran a hurry up style offense, Jim Kelly played pretty damn well, and that offense eventually became known as the K Gun offense. And basically, what Marv Levy did was said, you know what? This works for this guy. Why not make this our offense as opposed to just our push the panic mode, set of plays, set of you know situations, that kind of thing. So, you know, and it's again, it's an extrapolation. Everything's different um, then and now, personnel, whatever. But you know, again, it's an oversimplification. But if I'm Pat Shermer and I notice that Drew Locke plays well. When, when there's a hurry-up offense, when he's got to do things, when he's got, you know, whatever they're doing when Drew Locke is productive, why not apply that to the first quarter instead of the last quarter when you have to do it? Um, and you made the point, defenses do loosen up. Defenses start allowing bigger plays so that they don't give up the big play. Um, but I, I just definitely get a sense that Drew Locke plays better when he's loose, when he's let loose. Um, and I think I do think that that falls on Pat Shermer. Now, why can't Drew Locke execute a game plan better from the first? That's on Drew Locke. But, you know, I, I, I tend to think when you have a young quarterback that has talent, and I think we all can agree Drew Locke has talent, that it is a coach's or a coordinator's job to figure out how to best utilize well, that Well, I'm going to give you a local example. Let's go back just eight years ago. When Peyton Manning first joined the Denver Broncos, what were they after five games? Two and three. And everybody was wondering, man, Peyton, you know, he's got some decent box score stats, but he doesn't 
kind of look the same Peyton Manning. And we were all wondering, well, is it the noodle arm? Is he not truly fully healthy? No, it was the offense that he was kind of shoehorned in by Gary Kubiak. And um, that's not a slight to Gary Kubiak because you know what Gary Kubiak did? He said, you know what, by, by game six, l- let's, let's let Peyton do what Peyton does best. And what did Denver do? They ran the table. They won out from there because they understood that they had a quarterback that, you know what, I can't just put my conventional cookie-cutter template and match it with this dude and expect it to work. I mean, there were times where they were trying to use Pey- Peyton on, like, play action. And, like, I mean, I remember one time where they tried to roll him out. I was like, this is not going to work, guys. Yeah. And so, you know, you you allow him to do what he does best and all of a sudden look different and this is why for weeks and i've said this on the podcast before doug i want to see up tempo i want to see more movement energy um you know take advantage of so many things that you have on offense that makes this offense a little scary to look at on paper you know, K.J. Hamler's speed, the youth of Drew Locke, the youth of Noah Fant, the youth of uh, your running backs, quite frankly, even still, even though they've been in the league a couple years. And and utilize that and play to your skills and, and abilities. And I think when Drew Locke does that, he just looks different. He's kind of a rhythm thrower, I think. We're starting to see, you know, whether that's good or not in this you know point of his career is irrelevant. Because quite frankly, I'm just looking for you to put up Good performances and the Denver Broncos to grab wins. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many examples, and you make a great one with with Kubiak and and Peyton Manning. I think everybody can remember the game in Kansas City, and a lot of the discussion, if memory serves, leading up to that game was Peyton Manning's numbers and Peyton Manning not looking good, and why do they have to play him in Gary Kubiak's certain sets, and you know all of the things that people weren't liking about what Gary Kubiak was doing with Peyton Manning. And in that game against Kansas City, they're getting their butts kicked at Arrowhead. And they were getting beat so bad that basically Peyton Manning, I assume, said, let me try to do this my way. They came back and won the game. It was a, it was a miracle kind of win, but they won. I think you can almost make it an exact parallel with what Drew Locke did against the Chargers. Not that Drew Locke came to Pat Shermer and said, let me do this my way, but I think they were forced to do it that way. I think you can look at... The Tim Tebow-led offense, that that year they came in with an entirely different offense designed around Kyle Orton, who was nowhere near the same type of player as Tim Tebow. And when they brought in Tebow, it was very obvious you cannot run Kyle Orton's offense with this guy. You have to let Tim Tebow do what Tim Tebow does. And they started running pistol, and they started doing all these things and read options and um, you know RPO-type stuff. I mean, the offensive coordinator during that time reinvented the offense midseason. It was one of the most brilliant coaching jobs I've ever seen. But you have to be able to do that as a coordinator or a coach. And I don't, I, I don't think that Pat Shermer has had that sort of light bulb moment where it's like, okay, here's what Drew does, and let's just do what Drew does and – if you want to work on things that Drew doesn't do well over the offseason, great. But if you're kind of in a playoff chase, and they kind of are, and you're trying to figure out if Drew Locke is the future, they absolutely are trying to figure that out, let him do things that he does well. And I think work on the things that he doesn't do later, but find out those answers. And if you, if you put an offense that is tailor-made to a guy, 
and he does well, then you probably have something. If he can't do well at any point and he doesn't win a game and sometimes he looks good in the first quarter and sometimes he looks good in the fourth, and but all in all, he's just not that good, well, then move on from the position. But I think that it, trying to jam this, whatever it is that Pat Shermer's doing, down Drew Locke's throat up until a point at which it's too late isn't working for the development of Drew Locke or wins and losses for the Broncos. Yeah, I want to see more up-tempo. I want to see more shotgun because it just seems like Drew Locke's more comfortable in that case. But, I, you know, we, we've talked a lot about, you know, Pat Shermer this, Pat Shermer that. Quite frankly, the first half of the podcast, I think very much it sounds like it's, it's an indictment on Shermer. There's a big question here, though, and is that is Drew – Denver's looking for the guy, okay? Is Drew Locke the guy if you have to tailor make things around him? Is he truly that? I want to ask you that or get your answer more particularly um, before we uh, uh, get here. Uh, we're going to chat with our friends over there at DraftKings. Um, but it, I think it's really interesting because I feel like if you're the franchise quarterback, if you're the franchise guy – that should be something that it doesn't matter what offense you're in. You still should be able to put up wins and find ways to get it done. Um, so we will figure that out here uh, next. But first, our friends over there at DraftKings, which, of course, look, every Sunday is very exciting. But this Sunday is, quite frankly, like no other. And this weekend's look, there's golf coming up this weekend, along with professional and collegiate football. No shortage of action over there at DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook wants to put you in the center with so many different ways to make it rain. If you haven't tried the app now, you do not want to miss some of this action. Celebrate Sunday's action with the football and, of course, DraftKings ensuring all new users covered up to $1,000. That's right. You bet they cover risk-free Sunday betting on all of Sunday's action. This is an incredible deal with our friends over there at DraftKings this weekend. Plenty of action, of course, to get in on. And, of course, we talked about golf. We talked about football. Uh, just tremendous stuff on top of the great sign-up offers. DraftKings special promotions and odd boosts every day of this year's tournament in Augusta. Hey, DraftKings, safe, secure, reliable, making it easy for you to deposit, easy to withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code uh, use the promo code MHS when you sign up to get the can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook, ensuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right. You bet, and they cover up to $100 when you use the promo code MHS during sign-up. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, you got to be 21 or older and in Colorado only. Risk-free coverage paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So, look, if you're the franchise guy, shouldn't you be able to do it all in regardless of the situation? We've been pretty harsh on Pat Shermer here. Let's take a look at Drew Locke. This is also a guy who, uh, you know, in multiple games this year, he's just straight up missed open guys, been inaccurate. The deep ball has been up and down. Uh, we've seen a player who has um, looked I'm not going to lie to you. I thought the body language at times is not great um, because of this kind of rhythm throwing type moment, play as momentum goes type situation. Um, I don't like that. I like a quarterback who just stays even keel, kind of slow heartbeat regardless of the situation, whether it's bad or good. Could these all be, could we all look at this and kind of step back and say, you know, are we sure it's Pat Shermer or maybe is this Drew Locke? No, I'm not. I'm not sure that it's that it's just Pat Shermer. And as I said at the very beginning, the well, the Doug, you're not allowed to ride the fence in this podcast. <laughs> the true answer is that it's both. I sure. think the, the 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 exploration needs to be what percentage do each guy okay, that's shoulder? Fair. That's fair. 
Um, and, and I I agree with you. Drew Locke has not been perfect by any means. I mean, y- there's excuses, and even Drew Locke, uh, you know, sort of uh, hinted at this in his post game press conference. They're young. They're hurt. They've got. I mean, how much better would would Drew Locke be if he had Cortland Sutton? Infinitely better. I, I mean, you how how think. much better would Drew Locke be if he had a right tackle? Sure. I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons that I can sort of give drew lock excuses or pat Shermer, i to some extent but i think that drew lock has given you enough to say there's something there is it enough is it is it franchise quarterback and, and there's a there's an extreme you know one end of the spectrum example that i can think of right now and and peyton manning does a great job of doing this uh, I, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of his show but he breaks down plays that he does on um on a weekly basis and he broke down a play of tom brady's a few weeks back and you know early on i think tom brady was just like anybody else where he's you know trying to pick up somebody else's offense trying to learn new guys whatever well on this particular play was flash forward four or five weeks into the season and tom brady goes through not one not two not three not four progressions but his fifth progression hits his fifth guy in in the play and Peyton Manning says, look, you shouldn't be surprised by this. Tom Brady has been running this play for 20 years, and it's on the Buccaneers to put that play into their offense because it's Tom Brady's play. He's run it forever. doesn't matter what color uniforms you're wearing. This is the play. He, He's one of one or two people in the history of football who could hit the fifth progression on that play because he's run it so many times. Yeah. And – to some that's that's an extreme example that's tom brady the one of the best if not the best that's ever done it um so when you're talking about a guy like drew Locke, i think that there's got to be an exploration period from any coach to find out what does this guy do well now tom brady probably didn't run the entire playbook well when he was a rookie neither did peyton manning i mean he had more interceptions than any quarterback in history as a rookie so it, it's a it's a give and take and and i think the the nature of fans the nature of the nfl really is one of extreme impatience i mean you know john elway's numbers and drew Locke's numbers at this exact point in their career not all that different. i'm gonna give you peyton manning's 26 touchdowns 28 interceptions exactly exactly and john elway had the exact same number of fourth quarter comebacks that drew Locke has right now at the same point in their career so, you know, I, I just it, – it's hard. It's a hard because it's a we have to win now, and I think especially in Denver, Colorado, we're pressing, meaning fans are pressing, the organization's pressing. I'm sure John Elway's pressing, Vic Fangio's pressing. There's a lot of pressure to turn this thing around because the Denver Broncos aren't this bad for this long very often. You know, I, I and I wish I could credit this on Twitter. I, I'm basically going to paraphrase what the individual said, but uh, basically put up the last uh, X starts between Drew Locke and Justin Herbert. And the statistics look very much the same. Yards, touchdowns thrown, interceptions thrown. They were very close to similar. But it's funny how the narrative for Drew Locke, particularly here in Denver, where a lot of people are thinking, this is done. This is a failure. This is a bust. It's it's time to think about who's the next quarterback, who's coming out in 2021 that we can look at with the you know top five pick. But yet 
Justin Herbert is like this shining star, rookie of the year candidate. Like he is blowing the top off defenses because he's got big arm. It it is kind of interesting to look at the two narratives, but yet you start to look and and again, this is getting into the box score reading, and I don't like box score reading, but it is kind of fascinating to look at it because the reality is, is Drew Locke hasn't even played in a full season yet. You know, right. he hasn't started a full 16-game season, and you're exactly right. It's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, but I do think that you need to understand that Denver's going to ride out the season with Drew Locke, period. End of story. As they should. As they should. I mean, nobody wants to see Brett Rippon, with all due respect to Brett yeah. Rippon, um, or, you know, God forbid, Jeff Triscoll or anybody else. This is a football team that needs to figure out what they have because they don't have a complete essay on this kid yet. No. And the comparison between Herbert and Drew Locke is interesting, too, because statistically and highlight reel-wise and all that, people love Herbert. If you're looking at wins and losses, Drew Locke is undeniably better with maybe not as good of a football team around him. I mean, he doesn't have a, a, a Pro Bowl receiver to go to every single play. He doesn't have um, an all-pro left tackle that never allows a sacks. I mean, quite frankly, his tackle situation and offensive line situation just hasn't been great. Right. I mean, and that's you know, that there's every situation's different. So it's very it's very hard to look at a box score and go, this guy is and this guy isn't. But, you know, Drew Locke has some things working against him that he's overcome on ways to winning, whereas Herbert has some advantages for him that he can't seem to figure out how to win. And I I've Believe me, I'm not saying Herbert is a loser by any means. He's he looks to be the real thing. But what what do you what do you care most about as a GM or as a franchise? Winning or stats? And look, there's a million things you can get into with ways that the Broncos could be better. Um, and that's not all on Drew Locke. But it always does come back to the quarterback. And as of right now, Drew Locke's numbers in terms of the win loss column are better than Justin Herbert's. And by the way, he did lose another weapon to injury. Albert Okawebana with the torn ACL is going to be out for the year. So obviously, very difficult situation for the Broncos offense, but they will continue to move on. The games don't stop just because you lost another option. And uh, it's going to get more challenging for Drew Locke as, well, basically the only team that they play for the rest of the season with a losing record as it stands right now is the Los Angeles Chargers. That's a Los Angeles Chargers team, and we've been talking about how exciting this Justin Herbert kid is and how they had to have a miracle comeback just to beat a couple weeks ago. Right. So this doesn't get any easier for the Denver Broncos. It could get uglier. We will continue, of course, to check it out and, uh, well, evaluate, review on MileHangSports.com. Uh, Doug, you're always doing columns. We've got the articles from... Rich Kurtzman, Nate Lundy, Zach Seegers, myself, and of course this podcast will continue to cover the Broncos and the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by DraftKings, America's Top Rated Sportsbook. Doug, where can they follow you on Twitter? Because you're always sharing some cool tidbits as well. At D-O-T-T-E-W-I-L-L. That's D-O-T-T-E-W-I-L-L. And let's talk really quick about the Mile High Sports Magazine because we had Drew Locke on the cover previously. He's illustrated as Buzz Lightyear. I, I truly think this is one of the best covers we've ever done. Yeah, it's fun, and I can't really take much credit for it other than going, yeah, that looks that good. That looks good. <laughs> yeah, that's all the photographer Randy Perietti and uh, designer Nick Heckman. Yeah, terrific stuff. You can read up that. And then, by the way, our new issue coming out, I won't spoil the cover athlete, uh, but it's the 200th issue. There's a lot. Of, I was thumbing through our little pre-proof, 
And there are some obvious Bronco moments that you look back on from, uh, well, this spans back to 2002, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. That just you, you think about it and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that that happened. Well, we'll have to do another podcast that reviews yeah, for all sure. that. Yeah, sure. I am uh, I'm ready whenever. But, yeah, that issue will be fun. Look back for 200 issues worth of the magazine. Very cool stuff. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. My name is Ronnie Court. Again, for more info on the Denver Broncos, you can check that out at milehighsports.com. Anywhere where you get the podcast, whether it be Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or, of course, on the Mile High Sports mobile app as well, take the podcast on the go. The Broncos Blitz podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Find more info on the Denver Broncos at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.